Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk and daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. Today, we're actually going to step into session three, and we're going to talk about the three levels of relationship with the Holy Spirit. Um, if some of you are in small group, you've already heard John Bevere speak about this, and so I'm trying to stay away from what he talked about. And so if you're not in a small group, uh, honestly, he's a way better speaker, and so you're missing out. But I'm going to try to touch on some stuff that he didn't touch on or go a little bit deeper in certain areas. And there's three levels in any relationship. So this isn't just a relationship with the Lord. There's three levels of any relationship that you encounter that you have with people. The first level is a physical level. And then we're going to touch on the second one, which is the soul level. And the third one, which is a spiritual level. And we're going to stay on the spiritual longer. And so we're going to touch, start on the first one, which is the physical level. And the physical level is exactly what it sounds like. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's that part that if you're in a relationship, if you're married, um, you went through this part in your relationship, hopefully you're still in it, where you go, man, she's cute. Man, he's cute. We should probably get together and date. See, as soon as you start talking about dating and you start talking about somebody's cute and that, it gets so quiet in church. They're like, I don't know if we're allowed to respond. (laughs) Let's just clarify, and this isn't even the notes, but it was so quiet that can we just understand that those physical attractions were God-given? And if we don't, amen, and be happy about the physical attractions, and yes, sorry for all the kids in the room, if we don't talk about sex and be okay with the word sex, I said it twice already, sex, just for three, just for three, there it is. But if we're not okay talking about it in church, can I tell you what happens? What's going on in society today? Because see, I didn't grow up in a church that talked about sex, that's four. (laughs) Just because I know somebody else is counting, I'm just going to do it for you. Can I tell you where I learned it? I learned it on the playground at school. And it didn't teach me correctly. And so if we're willing to talk about sex in church, just made it a full handful, it's all good. (laughs) Then our kids will grow up understanding a few things. One, the biblical truth of it. I believe marriages will be healthier because you're not taught your whole life that it's dirty and you shouldn't do it. Because the way the Bible tells me is between husband and wife, you should. I thought I'd get some amens there. (laughs) But we do have to talk about the physical. I'm not staying on the physical today, but it just got so quiet that I think as Christians we need to understand that it's not bad. It was given by God for husband and wife. So inside of a marriage, it's wonderful. It's incredible. It's beautiful. And so teach that. Show that. Show your affection. So anyway, back to the notes before I get into more trouble. (laughs) 
And you can email me about it. I'll just delete it. Um, But sadly, here's the thing. Sadly, as many believers, even Christians inside the church, people that don't serve God, we have the physical attraction and relationship, but we don't move beyond that. And then what happens is people get married, and then all of a sudden, as you get married, you begin to realize, man, we don't communicate that well. We don't see eye to eye on all of these topics. And this is why you have to move beyond the physical before you get married so that you can have a more intimate relationship. The second one is the soul level. So as you move into the soul level, this is a relationship where you get connected personality-wise. You begin to fall in love with the person for who they are. And the personality, one of the greatest examples in the Bible actually for this level is not between a husband and wife. It's actually between two friends, David and Jonathan. And 1 Samuel 18 verse 1, it says this, The soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. They were so close. They just, they were so connected. They so supported each other and loved each other. It was beyond the physical. And actually David, after Jonathan died, David was talking about his heart being distressed. And because of the relationship he had beyond a woman, he says. Now that doesn't mean some people try to make it sound like they were in an intimate relationship. That's not what it was saying. What it was saying was he was connected to Jonathan beyond a different idea than physical. So they had a close relationship that wasn't physical. See, even in the Bible, they had this struggle with the physical attraction. And Jonathan and David says, "No, no, no, no. It wasn't that. Don't oh, don't think that way. It was we knew each other. We supported one another." Jonathan supported David so much that do you understand that Jonathan was the son of the king and he said, David, you should be king. Talk about being humble and supporting somebody and seeing something in somebody that goes, this is mine, but you should have it. This is the soul level. The next level where we're going to camp this morning is the highest level and it's the spiritual level. The spiritual level is the highest level you can get in relationships. Turn to your spouse and say, let's go here. That was really quiet. Turn to your spouse and say, let's go here. This is the level that every marriage wants to get to. This is the level that every relationship, husband and wife, you want to get to this level. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 11 says this, For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him? Who knows anybody more than when you get to know the spirit? Understand, for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him? See, nobody knows you as deeply as your spirit inside of you. That is where our motives come from. That is where everything is driven from. That's why the Bible says, out of the mouth overflows the heart. Do you know your spouse's heart? Do you know God's heart? 
This is why I truly believe that we cannot judge other people's motives. I understand the Bible tells us that we're supposed to hold each other accountable and keep everybody accountable to the word of God, but you can't cross the line to their motive. See, maybe I do something that bothers you, or maybe I do something that you think I shouldn't do, and that's okay, but the moment you go to, well, Chad does it because of this, see, now you've crossed because you don't know my heart. You don't know where it comes from. And if we're honest, when we start to learn the things that people do that drive us nuts, when we actually find out from their heart what, where it comes from, most times there's not judgment, there's compassion. This is the level where we need to get to in our relationship with one another, but we need to get to with Jesus. See, this part of a relationship can be so deep in your marriage and yet you connect on a spiritual level that I actually advise people that are dating not to pray together and not to do devotions together. I know, as a pastor, you're like, well, shouldn't they be doing this? I don't think they should until they're engaged, until they're really close to that marriage because this connection, a spiritual level, is so different. And it will draw you together in such a powerful way that it's hard to fight temptations of other levels of relationship. This is why I'm always concerned and, and fairly, fairly strict with our prayer teams that men pray with men and ladies pray with ladies unless they're grouped up and in pairs. There's just too much. This is why you see so many spiritual leaders stumble and falling because there's an attraction to them even when they're not handsome. Let's be honest, we see spiritual leaders that fall, and I'm sure there's ladies in the room going, really? It's a spiritual attraction. This is why you will see marriages that break up over an internet relationship where they haven't even seen each other, and that spouse will leave a family and leave their whole family to go with somebody that they've communicated with over the internet. It's because there's a deeper connection than physical. When you move on from a physical to the soul to a spiritual, when you get into these, there's such a deep connection. And this is why we have to be careful how we do this. But this is why you need to build your marriage on praying together and talking about God's word. Can I encourage you in the room? If you don't pray together, start today. Start today. And if you're not sure how to start, when you go to pray over lunch, just hold your spouse's hand. Well, Chad, you don't know what this week's been like. That's okay. Just do it because I told you to. I'm being dead serious. Start there. Before you leave for work in the morning, unless you leave at like 4 in the morning and your spouse doesn't have to leave till like 9, maybe don't wake them up. But pray together. If you know that you're working and you leave crazy early, but you know, hey, at 7.30, my wife or my spouse will be up, maybe call them. Hey, I just want to pray with you this morning. Begin to pray together. John Bevere says on page 80, uh, 95 of his book, he says, the same is true in any relationship. Fellowship around the word and prayer will develop the deepest level of intimacy between individuals because it is a spiritual connection. 
Relationships and friendships built on the Spirit are deeper and stronger. John Bevere, he talks about having conversations with people, and it's true. Because as I read it and as I heard him talk about it in his video, I'm like, this is so true. I don't know about you, but I sit down and I talk about God's word with a lot of different people. And he, he said in his book, and I have to point it out and, agree, and fully agree with him, that when you have a conversation with somebody, you're talking about God's word, but it's all head knowledge. There's no spiritual connection to God's word, to God. You can pick that up out of somebody else, and I'll, be, I'll fully agree with him and say that it's dry and it's boring and you want to be done. But all of a sudden... You'll know this. You'll talk to some people and you'll be drained afterwards when you're talking about the word of God and you're like, why was that so tiring? And then you'll talk to other people about the word of God and you leave energized. You leave going, man, that was a good conversation and you're excited and you're happy and you're like, what was the difference? They have a spiritual connection to the Father and so do you. So you're talking out of relationship, not out of knowledge. Knowledge can get dry. I, anybody else find school sometimes dry? No disrespect to teachers in the room. It's just my head. Don't worry. You did a great job. But there's times where it's like, this is so challenging. And then all of a sudden you get into a room where you connect with somebody and it's just amazing. This is the same thing. If you have a connection to the Father, you're going to speak out of relationship. 1 Corinthians 2.11 says, as we expand on it, we've already read it. And it says, for what, knows, what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? It goes on to say, even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. If you want to know the things of God, you've got to ask the Holy Spirit to come and join you. He's got to come and join you in this journey, in this relationship. See, when Paul uses the word here, know, he's referring to a deeper matters of the heart. It's not just to know them. It's a deeper matter of the heart. I did this years ago with you and, and threw different celebrities' faces on the screen and I asked you who they were. And many of you would throw out a name and you'd tell me, you know, they played this sport or they were an actor in this, but none of us actually knew them. None of us actually knew them. This is the same with God. I believe there's many of us in this room that we read the Bible every day. But we don't know God. We don't have a relationship with him. Because see, Jesus himself said it was better for him to leave so that he could send the Holy Spirit. Because see, the Holy Spirit is what brings us alive. It's the Holy Spirit that speaks to us and teaches us. See, we know the matter of somebody's heart when we spend time with them, when we interact with them, when we talk to them. First Corinthians uh, 2 continues on in verse 12, and it says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. And we know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Through our relationship with the Holy Spirit, it's that we might know the things of God, which have been freely given to us. You understand that a relationship with the Holy Spirit and the things that you want to know are actually free for you to have. You just need to ask Holy Spirit to show you. It's, this is where Paul is talking about. This is what Jesus is referring to as the deepest spiritual level of relationship. 
2 Corinthians 5.16, it says, So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This is Paul. The apostle said the same thing. Man, we walked with Jesus. Can you imagine this? Understand, wrap your head around this. The disciples walked with Jesus and they confessed that they didn't fully know him until he left and the Holy Spirit came. If we don't have the Holy Spirit in us, if we don't have the Holy Spirit walking with us, we're missing it. And see, this is where Jesus is talking about. This is what he meant in John 16. In 12 and 13, it says, For there's so much more I want to tell you, but I can't, but you can't bear it now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. See, Jesus was with the disciples. He says, There's so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it. You, you won't get it. But when the Spirit comes, he will teach you. He will show you. Can I challenge you this morning? If Jesus said, I can't teach you because you won't be able to bear it, you need the Spirit, does that not make you think that I need the Spirit? That maybe you need the Spirit? to totally understand what God is trying to say and for you to hear from him. This is the importance of the relationship that we're supposed to have with Jesus on a spiritual level. To have it on a spiritual level, we need a relationship with the Holy Spirit. But here's the neat thing with a relationship with Jesus, a relationship with the Holy Spirit. He's waiting. He wants it. You know who has to make the first move? You do. You have to make the first move. It's like that awkward high school dance. You got to make the first move. Not promoting dating. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I apologize for all the parents who are like, don't go to dances. This was a, forget it. <laughs> Second service would be better, I hope. We need to draw close to the Lord. It says, in the, it says in the scriptures, if we draw close to him, he will draw close to us. It was interesting as we were worshiping, Gary came over and he told me, he said, this is what I'm just sensing, this is what I'm feeling. I'm feeling that as Pastor Melissa talked about the veil being torn, that it's open access to us, that there's still a lot of us that come to that line where the veil used to be in pause. And we stop. Jesus died so that you could cross that line. He died so you could walk into an area with relationship with Jesus. We don't need to wait. We don't need to pause. You don't need to feel unworthy. 
You don't need to feel undeserving. You don't need to feel like you need to do something different. You just need to run. You just need to run to him. Not only is he standing with his arms wide open, but he sent his son to die so you could do it. Not because you're worthy. That's the great thing. I don't have to be worthy. Jesus made me worthy. Philippians 3.8 says this, Yes, everything is worthless when, I compa- when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so I could ga- gain Christ. See, every one of us in this room have reason not to spend time with God. They're just not good ones. If you're honest with yourself, let's be honest, I have tons of reasons that my schedule is too full to spend with God. They're just all garbage. I know when I read this, you want to know when I read this, the first thing that stood out to me, the first thing that came out of my mouth was, that's weird. But then I remembered we did a series in the fall called Weird. So it's supposed to be weird. So tonight, today, I won't say tonight because a lot of people's schedules are full. And I'm careful not to say out loud that it's still a garbage excuse. Oh, I said that out loud. (laughs) So spend time with God beforehand. No, this doesn't count. You want to know why this doesn't count? It's not personal. Right now, Melissa and I are not having an intimate conversation. We're not getting to know each other better. So sitting here hearing me talk isn't you getting more intimate with God. Francis, I'm not even going to try to say the last name, says this. The word of the Lord united with the Holy Spirit is the vehicle of our transformation into the image of Christ. The word is God. The scriptures are not God, but the spirit that breathes through the words is God. And his, this Holy Spirit should be honored as God. Therefore, as you seek the Lord, pray that you will not merely read intellectually, rather ask the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart through the word. As you kneel in humility before the Lord, the word will be engrafted into your soul, actually becoming a part of your nature. I had a mentor text me yesterday out of the blue and just said, hey, I'm just praying for you today. I text back just saying, hey, can you pray for a couple of things? Pray for you know, energy, pray for some wisdom, creativity and communication and all this kind of stuff. And he texts back basically this. That all flows out of spending time with God. John 15, abide in him. And I just responded, yeah, this is what I'm trying to do. Is, and thank you for confirming it. And he texts back, took me 50 years to understand that. Start now. 
You want a deeper relationship with the Lord, John 15, abide in the vine. 2 Corinthians 3, 16 says this, but whenever, but whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Many of you are looking for a breakthrough, and it's just spending time with God. Do you know how many of us, we ask each other, oh, man, that seems so good in your life. How did you do that? And the moment we say, well, I took some time praying and fasting. Okay, what did you do after that, though? We want the fast fix. There isn't one. It's spending time with the Lord. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Pastor Melissa was sharing this with the prayer team, this scripture verse. I don't think she knew that I had it in my sermon. And here's what she said in the prayer room. When we encounter the Holy Spirit, when we spend time with him, as believers, if we are spending time with the Lord, our faces should look different. There should be a glow to your face. Do you know how many believers, somebody will give their heart to the Lord and you'll see a glow on their face and they're excited and happy. And you know what I hear people say? Well, I'll just give them a little while. What? That's like seeing a newlywed couple. Look how happy and in love they are. Give them a few years. Maybe we should see their glow and go, ooh, I want to get back to that. That might be a better, see how happy and cuddly that new married couple is? We should get back to that. Not the other way around. We should be drawn to his presence that we will glow for others. Janine Guyton, I don't even know if I got that right. She says in experiencing the deaths of Jesus Christ, let me ask you, Here's a good question for everyone in the room. Do you desire to know the Lord in a deep way? God has made such an experience, such a walk possible for you. Can you say it's possible for me? He has made it possible through the grace he has given to all his redeemed children. If you're redeemed, that's you. He has done it by means of his Holy Spirit, which then will you, how then will you come to the Lord to know him in such a deep way? I know this is not the answer everybody wanted, but it's the truth. Prayer is the key. And not just praying for dinner, spending time with him. Well, how long, Chad? until you feel his presence. Is that five minutes? Is that however long it takes? Spend time in his presence. Ask Holy Spirit to help you. Because here's the amazing part of this. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 to 12. Many people will know this. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived the things, of God, that the things God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person 
thoughts except their own spirit within them. The same way no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. So here's what we need to do before you leave. Here's what everybody I want you to do. I want you to close your Bibles. Put your notebooks away. I believe you can remember this part. Here's the challenging part. I'd like you to put your phones away. We're going to do something different. We're going to pray. Yeah, I know that's not different. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to stop and we're going to pray. And I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer with me. And then I want you to be still. And I want you to listen to the Holy Spirit. Okay? Prayer is going to be on the screen, I believe. Is there another slide? Here we go. So say it out loud. Holy Spirit. Are there any misconceptions? Bad experiences? or personal biases I have concerning you that are storting my understanding of you. Now listen. And now because I know the Holy Spirit is faithful, you need to ask him to remove any mindset that is keeping you from his presence. I'm going to ask everybody to stand. Prayer team, if you're in the room, can you come to the front, please? And so, Father, I thank you for your presence. I thank you, Holy Spirit, we're never meant to do this on our own, and I thank you that you have moved in a powerful way in my life, and you're continuing to draw me closer, but Lord, it's me drawing close to you. And so for everyone in this room, Holy Spirit, right now, I break off the lies of the enemy that they think they can do this on their own. I break off the lies of the enemy that they think it's okay. That, Father, they will just come to you, they will come to your presence and say, Lord, I need you, because we all need you. So, Father, give us the strength this morning. Give us the strength to draw close to you. And why we hold on to the promise that you will draw close to us. Because, Father, the closer I get to you, the more transformed I get. And so, Father, transform all of us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Please go receive some prayer. Let somebody stand with you. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. We hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well.